Hola, welcome back to Hashtag Because Love, the podcast, where we get to interrupt your regularly scheduled programming of I am miserable where I'm at, with a space where we get to define and redefine love, the work, and loving the work you do. Because you get to define what love looks like. Because you get to own what your work is. Because together, we get to encourage, empower through, and ultimately elevate love. Welcome back. So this week, our two kiddos started school. In our district, the plan is that all kids will be virtual for the first three weeks, and then we kick into a hybrid model where some families have opted for their children to go to school in person, and some have opted to remain in a virtual academy for the academic year. I shared with you last week that Jonathan and I have decided that our two little ones will be attending school in person. Hear me when I tell you that this decision was not an easy one to make. We discussed, we prayed, we did both some more, and ultimately we decided that this is what we're doing as a family. And we are scared, and we are nervous, and we decided. And I'm here to tell you that I firmly believe there is no one right answer to this question about our kids and school right now. Not for us, not for educators, not for administrators. There just isn't. I'll also share with you that after a week, a short week at that, of having to serve as our little one, Micah, who's five and in kindergarten, as his TA, because he's five and I know my boy, and he's in kindergarten, and I can not reasonably expect him to be engaged sitting in front of a computer from 8 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., no matter how many breaks or get-out-your-wiggles moments are built in, with just his teacher managing him and the 14 other kindergartners in the virtual class. After all of that, I know that I cannot effectively be his teacher from home while also work from home while also co-managing our home with my husband and somehow still be well. I cannot, and this was a short week. Even as I think about all of that, do you want to know what I did as we logged off at 2.30 p.m. on Friday? I wrote a thank you note to his teacher. I thanked her for her energy, her grace, her willingness to share that this was new and tough for her, even as she led the 14 households through all of the newness. I thanked her for her responsiveness, for her patience, and for all of the hard work she put and puts into the prep, the delivery, and then the response to teaching all of our children. And then also tending to all of the things that come up and all the challenges that come up. And that got me thinking, 
that I wanted to find a way to both empathize with families that are going through all the emotions and all the challenges as they hear or wait to hear what their local districts are doing about school, while also finding a way to say thank you to teachers, administrators, school counselors, school nurses, school coaches, and everyone who is involved in making these tough decisions, delivering the message, and finding a way to teach our kiddos during this global health crisis, this global health pandemic that we are living in the best way that they can. My answer to that is my first series on the podcast. For the next few episodes, I will be focusing on teachers and educators who demonstrated or demonstrate what it looks like to love what they do. The series will be called, I Want to Know What Love Is, I Know a Teacher Can Show Me. Today's episode is the first episode, and I'm doing something a little different with it. The episode is designed to be a love letter to a teacher. Because love, right? And what I did is I reached out to my listeners with the following ask. Tell me about a teacher that made a difference for you. I got so many responses that made me tear up, smile, gave me goosebumps, and made me so grateful that each person whose story or message or anecdote I was reading had the teacher or those teachers to make a difference for them. So what I'm going to do now is read you the love letter, beginning with my words and leading into the story shared from listeners and ending with a story shared by one of my favorite listeners in person. Without further ado, here is my, here is our love letter to a teacher. Dear teacher, I want to know what love is. I know you can show me. I know because you have shown me. In so many big and little ways, you've shown me and you show me. You may not realize it. I may not realize it at the time. And it's true. You put in the time, you see me, you help me learn both about what's in the textbooks and about life and about myself. And you know what? I'm not the only one. You do it for so many of us. And I want to say thank you. And I'm not the only one that wants to thank you. A lot of us want to thank a lot of you. So here it goes in their own words. Thank you. Here are the thank yous with anecdotes and memories and stories from our listeners. The first says, the day I started teaching, one of my parents said to me, my son is very tough. He is nonverbal and will spit and kick you in frustration. I said to her, I will love him as my own. And she said, I gave her an overwhelming peace and she knew that he would be okay. Another listener said, so Miss Mendez comes to mind, my first grade teacher. I can't say that it was any single memory or moment but Miss Mendez built me up in a way that no one else had to that point. I remember thinking that I was an average student at best in those days, but she would speak to me as, I would, as if I was the smartest kid in the class. I definitely was not. It did not stop after first grade either. She would sing my praises every year of elementary and high school. 
When I think of the foundation of the confidence I have in myself, it's directly connected to the people who believed in my potential, and she's one of the first. Another listener said, my high school English teacher, Mama Simmons. She was not only a teacher whose class I look forward to, but the best advocate and most caring and empowering woman. I don't think I would have made it to college without her. Yet another listener said, Miss Rosemary Hamblin. She was the first classroom teacher I really liked. She was kind and she was good. I don't really recall her being short with any of the kids. She also brought a local professor, a friend's dad, to teach us in French. It changed my life and set my trajectory. Another listener said, Madam Margot Goodwin, my high school French teacher and mother of friends. She is magnificent. She had the most pure heart. She made learning a language fun and so many of my classmates majored or minored in French because of her. She took us to France. She was so trusting, but always said she could because we were so good. Yet another listener said, Mr. Brennan, my in seventh grade math. I hated math and was scared of him. When standing in line to have my homework checked, he told the kid in front of me that he would not be given points for the assignment. The kid clearly had just written numbers on a page and probably while standing in line. My teacher said he doesn't put his name on junk work and neither should this kid. I don't put my name or the name of my department on work that I'm not proud of. Another listener said, when I was in 10th grade, I walked into a class and this kid, for some crazy reason, began mocking, mocking quote-unquote Chinese words at me. The whole class was staring at me, some laughing, including this boy I had a crush on. I ran out of the class in embarrassment. My teacher, Mr. Abram, immediately left the class and came after me. He handed me a mirror and told me that the person in the reflection held all the power she needed and that nothing and no one could hurt that. It was a pivotal moment in my life and in my racial identity growth. Another listener wrote, second grade, Joanne Minor. She constantly reminded of how much she cared and that was huge at seven years old. Another listener wrote, my 9th to 12th grade journalism teacher, Ms. Mazuka, literally like my second mom, full of constant encouragement and wisdom and listened to everything I had to say. It was important to have someone to validate my opinions and feelings, especially as a teenager navigating the world. I still keep in touch with her. Another listener said, my volleyball coach, we can't forget the coaches because even though they're coaches, sometimes they're teachers as well. Mine was. She was a teacher on the court because she pushed me in a way that leaves the textbooks and becomes centered around my physical well-being and oftentimes my emotional well-being also. She had to interact, not just sitting at a desk, but running around after a team communicating on another level. My high school volleyball coach was also on peer leadership. We saw another side of her. On the volleyball court, she was a drill sergeant, all business. We respected her. We were an awesome team, and it was really because of her. We wanted to make her proud because she inspired us. 
She created a huge sense of teamwork and showed us how to be there for one another and think about more than just ourselves. But then on peer leadership, it was multiplied. It was like she had so many layers on how she inspired. For me, I loved her because I got to see different sides of her. While the other students loved her on peer leadership, this is the woman who was my coach for four years. And now it was like, oh my, she's not just amazing in the gym and in games. She's also this person who has so many sides to her and is very expressive and talks beautifully and cares in so many ways. She was an eye-opener because I got to see my teacher as a person. Yet another listener said, well, throughout my whole school career, I never really liked English until my junior year in high school. My teacher really worked with me and gave me a second thought in everything I was doing. I started seeing things from a different point of view and it made my experiences 10 times better. Another listener said, my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Hawkins, first male teacher I had and in a Catholic school. He built up my self-esteem when I had none. He used positive affirmations before it was a thing. He made me feel like I could do anything and showed up, showed me how to love reading and math. I always think of him, especially now that I'm a teacher. Another listener said, Miss White, one of my high school typing teachers who was the first person to ask me where I would be applying for college. I told her I was gonna be a secretary and did not need to go to college. I did go to college. Miss White made a difference. Another listener said, my seventh grade teachers who pulled me out of the middle track and saw something in me to place me in the honors track. At the time, I thought it was a punishment. As an adult, I see it for what it was. Another listener said, Mr. Ravello, one of our high school assistant principals, because after three years of me getting in trouble, he was able to see me and separate me from the environment of which of us, I was a product. He saw me. Another listener said, Miss Rooney, who could read a story like no one else. She made me want to read every day since then. Another listener said, Miss Tunick who taught us outside the box and opened my eyes to the Holocaust and to the suffering of, of others so we can make a difference. Another listener said, Miss Perez, who championed a little brown girl that was conditionally sent to the third grade and was the difference between me struggling in school and me being placed in the gifted and talented program that would chart my course in so many ways. She stood up for me and I was able to stand up for myself. Yet another listener said, my math teacher in middle school and I were really close, and he was honestly like a second father figure to me during those four years. He would rent books from the library for me and my friends on topics that interested me, like mental health in high school, which helped me find a passion for reading. He would hold me back after school for five to 10 minutes to catch up with me and see how things were going. He would bring me little desserts or snacks, encouraging me to eat because during those years, I became very self-conscious and started losing a lot of weight quickly. He always offered the best advice. And honestly, I'm not sure I would have gotten through middle school without him because those were rough years. To this day, I keep in touch with him through email. He really did more than his job required him to do with me. And that's a quality I've sought from all teachers after him in high school. Yet another listener said, my favorite teacher in elementary school was my kindergarten teacher, Ms. Mrs. Kaminsky. I was, in, I was new to the country and spoke no English. 
I was teased and bullied a lot by other kids, but always appreciated Mrs. Kaminsky because she always sought to make me feel included and welcomed. Years later, she would be my middle school reading teacher. She gave the same amount of love and energy. She was amazing and left a permanent imprint on my heart. And now I'm going to give you a few words from one of my favorite listeners as she says her thank you. Um, my per- um, the person who's inspired me the most was Miss Moxie, my kindergarten teacher, because she was the first black pe- teacher I ever had, and she made me feel not weird, which majority of the other students called me. And I appreciate her. <laughs> and truly, I have been humbled and honored and so pleased with how many responses I've gotten from you all as listeners um, in terms of teachers that made a difference, um, that this truly is going to become an extended love letter um, that will run throughout the series. So every episode in the next few weeks will include a continuation of the love letter with more memories and more anecdotes and more thank yous for more of you to teachers to educators, to administrators, to nurses, to coaches that made and make a difference. And I'm so excited. So keep them coming. I can't wait. Hi again, Helena. I legit have all the feels right now. I purposely did not end the letter because I would love for the letter to be one that continues throughout this entire series. During the next few weeks, I will continue this conversation and this series with guests, co-hosts, and more stories and anecdotes that will grow my, will grow our love letter to teachers. In order to do that, I need you. Please email me at justloveworks at gmail.com. Or message me at Just Love Works on Instagram or Facebook and answer the ask. Tell me about a teacher that made a difference for you. Together, let's say thank you. In case you did not know, my guest reader this week was my little reina, Mia. She is nine and she bravely shared how Miss Moxie made a difference for her. Now, as her mom, I really, truly don't have the words to tell you how much Miss Moxie made a difference for us through the difference she made for our little girl as she started her educational career. I truly don't know the words to say thank you to her. Mia found the words. Mia found how to tell us how having Miss Moxie as her teacher mattered because visibility matters. Because seeing herself in Miss Moxie matters and because Miss Moxie seeing her for who she was and who she is mattered and matters. If she can say thank you, so can you. I look forward to hearing from you so much to continue this conversation. And don't forget to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget 
to tell your friends to tune in so we can continue and grow this conversation and this platform. And remember to encourage, empower through, and elevate love. See you next week.